This is Cody with Drew Code Sports Talk. I'm just coming at you real quick with just a quick episode, just recapping the divisional round of the NFL playoffs that just finished. I'm recording this now on us on Sunday evening. It's about 9:45 right now, so the house is quiet. So I figured I'd get a quick episode in just to recap the games for you. Uh, Drew is unable to join me this evening. Uh, he is actually quite busy with a lot of things going on with school. Uh, as everyone knows, he's uh, I call him the AKA the voice of the Sanger West Hornets. Uh, there's been a new development though, where he's now helping uh, and being an assistant coach for one of the basketball teams as well which has been super exciting so he is extremely busy so i'm filling in right now and i'm just going to give a quick episode of recapping the divisional round playoffs so before we get started though guys please go and give us a uh, follow on our social medias you can uh, follow us on facebook twitter instagram tiktok Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get podcasts at spotify apple podcasts Google Podcasts, wherever you get yours at, we're available wherever. Also, too, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and don't forget to share, like, and comment, and all that good stuff. So, with that being said, let's get started. So, the most recent game that just ended tonight was the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Cowboys 19 to 12. So, this was a very interesting game. It was a battle of defenses, to say the least. Uh, this is probably a tough test for Brock Purdy, who is uh, now 8 and 0 in his uh, since becoming the starter with Jimmy Garoppolo being injured. Um, he threw for. Uh, he, he completed 19 passes off of 29 attempts for 214 yards. He only took two sacks. He didn't throw any touchdowns, uh, but he did rush uh, only three times. He had a very conservative stat line. Uh, had no turnovers, so which is great. Um, the San Francisco run offense, though, was uh, very balanced as they had 32 rushes, 113 yards, and a touchdown that was done by Christian McCaffrey. And Brock Purdy was able to spread the ball around by throwing it to Kittle, Debo Samuel, of course, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. And uh, it was enough to defeat the Cowboys. The Cowboys, unfortunately, fall in the divisional round of the playoffs, which is not a surprise to most. Um, You know, for those Cowboy fans out there, you guys are still waiting for a playoff win outside of uh, the divisional round, I suppose. But uh, for the Cowboys, I mean, they played as great as they could have. It just came down to who was the better quarterback at the end. Dak Prescott had uh, 23 completions off of 37 attempts, 206 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Probably very costly, especially with the San Francisco defense that they played against. You can't give up possessions that quickly, which is exactly what the Cowboys did. Um, Zeke Elliott, though, had only 10 rushes. Uh, Tony Pollard went out early with a oh, Pollard, part, beg your pardon, went out early with an injury and uh, wasn't able to keep the run game up against the San Francisco 49ers. As everyone knows, they have a very stout defense. Um, CeeDee Lamb, though, was the unsung hero. He had 10 receptions for 117 yards and uh, no touchdowns. So the lone touchdown was to Dalton Schultz. Uh, it was a little four yard pass. And. Uh, yeah, to say the least, this was a defensive battle for both the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, you know, I think one of the things that makes this game interesting is Brock Purdy probably came up with one of the harder tests, I would say, in in defenses because the Cowboys have had a really tenacious defense all year. 
and the fact that he was able to stay poised and composed um, and was able to make smart decisions with the ball just shows that you know he's definitely more mature at the uh, quarterback level for being a rookie than what we all anticipated um he does have a tough test ahead of him though he will be going to a hostile environment in philadelphia going against the eagles defense some might say that the eagles defense is a lot tougher than the cowboys um i think that's uh yet to be seen though but the eagles put on an absolute clinic against the giants which we'll talk about in a little bit but anyways, um, the 49ers have a, probably their toughest matchup that they'll have all year going to Philly, going against Jalen Hurts and that offense and all the weapons that they possess. And I think everyone can agree that the Eagles offense is, is a lot more balanced than the Cowboys and a lot more explosive. And I think the 49ers are in for a tough battle. Um, so as any as everybody else knows, though, if you guys have listened to the show, that uh, my Super Bowl predictions has been the Bengals facing off against the Philadelphia Eagles. And to recap, Drew's was the San Francisco 49ers uh, going against the Chiefs. And so right now, all four teams are in the conference championships of their respected conference. So we'll see who is the uh, who is the winner when it is all said and done or who's going to meet in the Super Bowl. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, let it, let me know though who you guys think is going to win this game between Dallas and San Francisco. Excuse me, between San Francisco and the Eagles. The earlier game this Sunday though was played by uh, the Bengals in Buffalo in a snowy Buffalo, I will say, uh, where Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals went into Buffalo and just own the Bills. They turned the Buffalo Bills into nothing more but a, but a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of sorry players it was it was it was a rough one for the bills joe burrow was able to do absolutely everything he wanted uh same with joe mixon uh the bills just couldn't seem to get anything done offensively they made josh allen uncomfortable all game long uh the bengals kept the run game in check it was just it was really quite a performance by the cincinnati bengals and for those that have assumed that the Bengals weren't going to go on and beat the Bills. They sure did, and they did it comfortably at that. So from what it looked like in the first half, they were able to move the ball up and down the field. And uh, towards the end of the second quarter, of course, the Bills were able to score a uh, the lone touchdown that was to Josh Allen. Um, but in the second half, man, when it really counted, the Bengals had a lead. They kept the lead, and not only that, but they kept pressure on Josh Allen they really made this offense work for every yard or every drive that they had. And they prevailed me on this, this defense that I think is significantly underrated in this offense, especially with a really banged up offensive line, just stuck to a game plan that worked for them and their defensive coordinator, man, he really game planned really well against Josh Allen and the bills. It was a really disappointing outcome though, for the bills as you know, a lot of people have had Super Bowl expectations for them for quite a few years. And, uh, you know, if anyone saw towards the end of the game, Stefan Diggs was really upset with Josh Allen about something. And, uh, you know, there's been some reports on uh, social media about Stefan Diggs being upset post game and basically abruptly leaving the locker room. And we'll see how that all develops. Maybe it's just, you know, everyone's just upset. So everyone needs to cool down. But that was just an interesting situation. But, now the Cincinnati Bengals will now travel to um, Kansas City to go against the Chiefs, which will be a tough matchup to say the least. 
Um, and I'm foreshadowing here because uh, I'm basically giving away what the AFC championship game is without <laughs> talking about the Chiefs absolutely obliterating the uh, the Jaguars. But nevertheless, um, so the Bengals have been my uh, Super Bowl pick to represent the AFC, and it's uh, been no question about it that I, I believe that they are going to get there, even though they are going against the the Chiefs, and I do think that Joe Burrow is going to lead this team to the to the Super Bowl. And I actually, I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. If I'm being quite honest. So on the Saturday games, though, we had Chiefs um, against the Jaguars. Jaguars had to go to Kansas City, and I we had a scare earlier in the game where Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. Uh, defender looks like he fell on his leg around the second quarter, and he was hobbled most of the game, but he was still able to. Uh, complete 22 out of 30 passes, a little under 200 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, Chad Henney, though, had uh, had one of the had one of the three touchdowns that was thrown. That was, I believe, to Travis Kelsey, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the Chiefs, ultimately, though, their offense was just able to was able to move the ball, even though that they were um, even though Patrick Mahomes was injured. However, this injury, if it gets any worse, will really play a huge factor in my opinion against the Bengals just because the Bengals pass rush defense was really good against Josh Allen and you know Patrick Mahomes is known for his mobility of scrambling and moving the pocket and now that he's a little bit more stationary with this high ankle sprain we'll see how that uh, how that goes with the Bengals pass rush against him um, and also too if the Chiefs receivers um, are able to, um, you know, create separation and get Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to throw them to throw them the ball when they get open, even if it's in tight windows. Just because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to move the pocket around to give them an opportunity to uh, scramble down the field. Uh, so it's definitely going to be on the uh, on the Chiefs' receivers to make sure that they get out of their routes quickly and be open and and create space so that way Patrick Mahomes can get to them comfortably. So. Jaguars though had a heck of a season um, as everyone knows they uh, had a uh, come from behind victory in the wild card round against the Chargers which went down as the largest victory in playoff history um, Trevor Lawrence though, looked a little uncomfortable for most of the game uh, you know he did everything he could to keep his team into it but Chiefs just have too too much of a high-powered offense that uh, basically what ends up happening with the Chiefs is they get a, a pretty good lead and the Chiefs defense thrives off of playing with a lead and not not very many uh, occasions have the Kansas City Chiefs defense had to play from behind and so Kansas City Chiefs defense is very comfortable with protecting the lead putting the pressure where it needs to be and essentially what happens is because teams know that Kansas City can put points on them in a in a hurry it and it basically their defense creates makes that other team's offense to rush through you know whatever they're trying to do with um with their play calling with their game plan to where if you came in looking to control the clock you're not going to because you know that if you give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs they're just going to go right back down the field and score and before you know it you're going to have an insurmountable lead and you need to put points and compete with them, which is what the Chiefs defense thrives on because they thrive on you going outside your game plan. And what ends up happening is you have to go for the big plays and they protect the big plays really well. And that's where they get their opportunities to get you off the field. So, you know, congrats to the 
Jacksonville Jaguars, though, I have a feeling, though, that they will be a better team next year because for those that don't remember, Jacksonville did trade for Calvin Ridley from the Falcons earlier this season at the trade deadline. And just getting him in this offense with Doug Peterson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and, of course, the underrated receiving core that they have with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, um, Evan Ingram, all of these guys have shown great improvements and like look outstanding in Doug Peterson's offense. And now you just add Calvin Ridley to the mix and you know, the Jaguars have a pretty good defense and it's probably going to get better uh, next season. They're going to be a team in the AFC that could be very competitive for a couple of years to come. So look out for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but ultimately though, the chiefs were too much for Jacksonville. Um, and that's why the chiefs are playing in the AFC championship game again. And Patrick Mahomes, I believe has been there now for, I think it's five straight years now, which is unprecedented. That is just absolutely insane that Patrick Mahomes is now going to five consecutive AFC championship games. So, and the final recap will be the game that started off the weekend, which are actually, no, I don't think it started off the weekend. I think it ended the week. It ended Saturday, but it was the giants versus the Eagles. Eagles put on an absolute clinic. Um, it was kind of hard to watch because my wife is a Giants fan. I think a casual fan, but not a diehard. But it was hard to watch just because the Eagles absolutely had their way with the Giants. I mean, they scored 14 points in the first and the second quarter. So at halftime, it was 28 nothing. Um, they gave up one touchdown in the third quarter. And then they scored another 10 points in the fourth quarter to basically put the game away you know, once and for all, um, Jalen hurts look absolutely outstanding. Um, the run game for the Eagles looked absolutely monstrous. And now that they have Lane Johnson back along with obviously, um, Kelsey as an, in at center, that offensive line is absolutely dangerous, which is one of the things that makes me, if I'm, if I'm somebody that picked San Francisco, what I'm worried about is, the run game of the Eagles just wearing out the defense because the San Francisco defense is already torn up. Um, they've had a lot of injuries and they've played through a lot of these injuries. And, uh, you know, Fred Warner, who is essentially the best linebacker in all of football right now, is going to have his hands full along with the other Niners defense when they go to Philadelphia playing against the Eagles and having to answer for Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts just looks so poised, so calm, so collected. Um, I think that this will be the toughest defense that Jalen Hurts probably will see all season, but I definitely think the 49ers have their work cut out for them because this is probably one of the more talented offenses that they will come across just because how well coached they are, how disciplined they are, the offensive line that they're going to be going up against. So this is going to be a great matchup. I don't want to say I'm nervous for Brock Purdy, but I'm going to say that this is probably one of the tougher defenses that he's going to go against i think if and like i said earlier too when i reviewed the san francisco game to, to start you know i think brock purdy had a had his work cut out for him going against the cowboys defense that is one of the best in the league and he showed great poise but i think the eagles defense is better than the cowboys and i think that this will show I mean, granted, Brock Purdy's 8-0 now in his start. So, I mean, he's as poised as he's going to be for a rookie. And this is the best that you can hope for if you're the 49ers with your quarterback situation. But in order to, for Brock Purdy to get them to the Super Bowl, beating the Eagles, he's going to have to play even better than he did 
against the Cowboys. And I think the Eagles defense is going to get to Brock Purdy early. They're going to get him in situations where he's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. And I love the DBs for the Eagles. I think that they play their defenders really, really well. And, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't have a lot of experience, which the Eagles might exploit. But also, too, though, the Eagles have a lot of weapons to account for with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, um, Greg Kittle, you know, Christian McCaffrey, especially, and now Elijah Mitchell, who looked great in the game against the Cowboys. So I think, you know, the Eagles are going to have their work cut out for them against Brock Purdy. But I also think that Brock Purdy, this is really going to test to see what he's made of going against, you know, arguably one of the best defenses is one of the best defenses in the NFL with the Eagles. So, and I think this is a great matchup. And again, I have the Eagles going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I know that Drew has the Niners. So it's a very interesting game for him and I, because we essentially have the opposite picks. And so I cannot wait. Um, now, of course I will talk a little bit about the giants. Uh, they did not have the greatest offensive outing at all. I think Brian Dable is, um, you know, top three in coach of the year. He's turned Daniel Jones into what some people were saying was a MVP quality starter. And I can't deny that. I mean, he looked great. He was uh, essentially Brian Dable used him as uh, Josh Allen is used in Buffalo because that's where Brian Dable came from, was from Buffalo. And it turned Daniel Jones into a completely different quarterback where he actually protected the ball. He cut down on his turnovers. Um, and Saquon Barkley looked like the Saquon Barkley that was supposed to be drafted out of Penn State, and he looked fantastic. I think if the Giants had some elite wide receivers or some uh, wide receiving help, they may have better chance in this game, which is funny because they did also trade away Kadarius Toney to the Kansas City Chiefs, um, who in his own right is a very talented receiver. So, I mean, I'm sure that there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on, but, you know, I think if the Giants get a get a couple more receiving um, pieces, they could be a dangerous team. But I think that the fact that they even got to the divisional round of the playoffs uh, in Brian Daybolt's first year when they weren't even supposed to be close to the playoffs, I mean, I predicted that they would have, I think, the worst record in their division in the NFC East. And they actually, you know, gotten into the playoffs and beat the number three team in the Vikings in the previous week. So, you know, the Giants have a lot of promise, but it also depends what they want to do with Daniel Jones, um, what they want to do with Saquon Barkley. So we'll see what this team looks like next year. But the fact that they got this far is great, but they just came across a, a better team. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about that. So anyways, overall, though, these games were very telling that the best teams are the ones that are playing next week. I mean, Eagles versus San Francisco, the two best teams in the NFC. I don't think anyone can really argue outside of that. You know, going head-to-head, -head, which I think will be a great game to watch. Chiefs versus Bengals. We're going to see if the Bengals can can be 4-0 against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, you know, and again, I've picked the Bengals and Drew picked the Chiefs, so we'll see who wins outside of that one as well. So it's going to be a, a fun Sunday next week. Championship Sunday is what they call it. So Football's almost over. Super Bowl's just around the corner, and we got two great playoff games left. And so it'll be very, very fun and very interesting. So 
Anyways, guys, that is it for me. I'm just doing a quick episode, like I mentioned. Um, Drew should be back in a couple of weeks. Like I said, he uh, has been doing his uh, announcing gig with uh, Sanger West Hornets, and he's been doing he's been loving that and and being able to see all the young uh, young players on the team grow and uh, you know compete with some other schools, and he's been loving it. And then, like I mentioned earlier, he's had the opportunity now to help be an assistant coach for one of the uh, uh, basketball teams that's going on right now so i think they have a few weeks left in the season and of course he's busy with school and being a dad and a husband so can't fault him for doing that so you know he'll be back in a couple of weeks and when he does it'll be fun to get back with him and uh, be able to talk sports again and the funny thing is too as i'm recording this on sunday night we actually just had dinner with him and the and the fam so i can assure you guys everything is fine with him he's just again busy with life so anyways guys I'm going to sign off for now. I appreciate you guys for listening to me. Again, don't forget to go subscribe to the uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iHeart, available on all those uh, platforms. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can like, comment, and share on all of our videos and our content there. And of course, please, please, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Drew Code Sports Talk. So that being said, you guys, we will catch you guys next week. And thank you so much for listening. And have a good one.